Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils postgame show brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download today using that promo code PHNX when you sign up. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you get $200 in free bets. I'm joined, as always, by Brittany Boyer with a beautiful setup today. Look at that feel. Oh my gosh. Well, I have to tell you, Shane, first and foremost, super, super proud of the Sun Devil fan base. They came out in full force for this game. I was not expecting it. We talked about it earlier this week. Sellout. Probably was going to be a lot of USC fans, a lot of empty seats that went to StubHub. No, man, this place was packed, 100%. So, yeah, it was definitely crazy in here. It was wild trying to find a place to get set up. But, hey, here we are, and I'm ready to talk about the win. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I did see a tweet from one of my friends that the uh, the student section during that one point when it was still a one-point game um, was departed pretty early, or had departed pretty early. Um, so the, the, the students aren't showing out as much, but I understand it's a Saturday night. Um, and that first half was really... Oh, sorry. Sparky's trying to pass me. Hey, Sparky. Hi, Sparky. Thank you for Woo! making an appearance. Go Devils, right? High fives. <laughs> I only have one hand, but yeah. Go Devils. <laughs> love it. Love it. So, um, I love, yeah. that's random. We've never had an, an appearance from Sparky before, so that was yeah, nice. Like, that's good. First um, time yeah, students did start clearing out early, but... um. Everyone else stayed really until the final two minutes. Rashad White had the third touchdown of the night or his third touchdown of the night. And that was when people really started to clear out a little bit more after that. I mean, at that point, I felt ASU had pretty much put it away. There was like a minute 17 left when I think I looked up after they kicked the extra point. Um, and they were really getting going on that next drive. So, I mean, I understand people leaving at that point. But, yeah, it yeah, really well just – I feel like this game was just – like, I almost feel like this team had amnesia and they didn't yeah. know who they were for like last month. And then they were like, oh, wait a second. Well, yeah, it, it, the, the first half was really ugly. Um, Devils came through. Oh, um, score, score looks because, a little different. What's up? I was going to say pause because Liam Morrell, our uh, <laughs> producer's comments on there uh, and U of A. Yeah, uh, U of A won their first game. What a terrible uh, win in terms of how they got it done, but they got it done. I know ASU's win wasn't uh, wasn't pretty. There were some issues with it, but I'll still take this win over theirs against Cal. Yeah, well, ASU takes this one at home, 31 to 16, uh, carried heavily by Rashad White's two 102 rushing yards, three touchdowns on 28 carries. I mean, the run blocking. Uh, PHNX Sun Devils account tweeted it earlier. I don't know if you guys saw it, but uh, the, 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 the run blocking Rashad White and penalties really bailed this team out in the third quarter when it was looking grim. Uh, and yeah, it just there, there are still some things that I'm very upset about, uh, and it doesn't give me a lot of confidence moving forward. Somehow, this team is still alive in the Pac 12 South, they still have a shot. Um, Utah has some games coming up that um, you know, it, it, it are going to mean a lot to the Sun Devils team, but. If they come out flat like they did um, the rest of the season, I mean, against Oregon State, against Washington, it's not going to come out the same way. Yeah, well, first, I want to touch on some sights and sounds from the game because last week we 100% talked about the fact that, uh, you know, they, they really – the vibe in here was just so weird. And on the sidelines, the guys really didn't look super engaged. They were distracted. It was not that way this week. They were buckled in. The coaches were on their ass. They were riding them to do what they needed to get yeah. done. Um, I just felt like it was an entirely different team, an entirely different vibe from the coaching staff that they were giving off. 
I don't know, man. I don't know if this thing got started off much better and, you know, almost like the shoe was on their other foot for USC and they were in the same position ASU was in last week with that early turnover. But, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it just was a whole different vibe. Um, there, and, uh, go sorry, go, go ahead. I yeah. was going to say, uh, you know, I feel like a lot of that vibe was something that uh, – we talked about almost being like they had a hangover after Utah, you know, mm-hmm. and then they went into the bye. They played that early game. They got stunned. I definitely feel like this game, they they were awake. And so they still had some of those errors. One of the things I wanted to talk to you about, Shane, I couldn't really see very easily uh, from where I was sitting a lot of times because I'm down trying to, like, yeah. balance my camera. If a lot of those penalties were legit or if there's some of the penalties where you're like, oh, F and Pac-12 refs again, like, here we go. No, the the um, the big holding calls, uh, the face mask by, I believe, Jack Jones on that third and ten. Um, those yeah, were that was all a legit. big one. The, there wasn't a lot of bad calls tonight. There was a lot of uh, questionable uh, – I mean, it, it's just the mistakes. And, and, and that's the point I'm trying to make is this this win feels – it just doesn't feel like a win to me because – this USC team is so down on their luck with with Drake London being injured. You know the dual quarterback thing going in and out of Kid Slovis. Um, I it, mean, it just... kind of, but they also had I want to say the number thirteen uh, passing offense coming into this game. So uh, you know, I know Drake London was not playing, but if you yeah. really look at the secondary and how well they did in terms of shutting them down, Chase Lucas was absolutely outstanding tonight. He had, uh, I, I know for a fact he had two huge pass breakups in the first half alone. He had yeah. a really big pass breakup in the second half. Um, I, again, he had a holding call, I believe, or some sort of call yeah, uh, somewhere beaten. in the third quarter. It and it was out. right around the same time that they had just had another uh, offsides penalty, and it was literally just a neutral zone infraction. And those are stupid things that you can avoid. And that was when I started thinking, like, okay, here is where we start to see the the, the – the, when they start to get tired, they start to play sloppier, and we're starting to see it come to fruition. And that's my thing. I almost feel like they don't know yeah. how to play the full duration and full four quarters of football. They're still struggling yeah. to get that rolling at this point, and that shouldn't be an issue considering we're in what week nine, week eight, yeah. no, week nine. There, we have there, three there, weeks left. Yeah, there really hasn't been a complete game. Bailey just touched on it. Um, the moment of the game, the highlight of the game, we have it here for you. If you missed it somehow at the start of the broadcast. Um, it speaks for itself. Cat or I think uh, that's it's like a fox. That, that is not a cat. That is, that not is a, a cat. fox. It is a fox. <laughs> I think Stormy's got a pretty good view. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh my gosh, the high fox. Oh. He's going in the stands now. Oh my gosh. This oh boy, fox that's is not a wild good. child. Stay away from the fox. I just I, I, I thought I that was so funny. I did not know that it ran into the stands. And so I was in the end zone that's behind me. Where like if you go to this side, it's got the big jumbo tron, and the fox was on the opposite side of the inferno, and so I couldn't get a great video. But also, I was like, "What the fuck kind of animal is that?" Because I don't even know. I've never seen so, a fox in my life until so, right now. So, so the lore. Um, a couple of people that work for ASU were tweeting about it. There's actually a family of foxes that lives at the stadium. Sometimes, sometimes they see them early in the mornings. Um, but they've never they've seen it on practice come onto the field. But they've never seen it in a game. Poor little guy got lost, and I'm glad nobody was hurt, or he wasn't, or she wasn't hurt um, when she got up into the stadiums or into yeah. the stadium seats. <laughs> that was just that was really odd. I've never seen that. I'm actually a little bit surprised. I was at a game where that happened. Um, I'm pretty sure, though, I was at the Giants game, though, with that black cat, too. Oh, that's one of my favorite moments. Yeah, you heard so just like, the, like... <laughs> yeah, just like the Giants game um, when the Fox got into the end zone, people cheered. Um, so I'm, gl- I'm glad that wasn't one of the only touchdowns Devils fans were able to see tonight. Let's talk yeah. about uh, just how much 
Rashad White. I don't want to say it. I'm going to say it. Rashad White is bailing Jaden Daniels out. Jaden Daniels is not right right now. And I, I just want to know what's going on. Okay, and so Shane, correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I could see, at least uh, being in the stadium versus what I, you could see on TV, he looked like he kind of got off to a good start. He was aggressive. He didn't really look like it was. he was too off. Then he had the interception. And then after that first, that first interception, it was just a lot of like sloppier throws, not as good like as good of decisions that he was making on the field uh, in terms of his plays. Um, and I feel like it, I, I don't know if it comes down to confidence, but this Jaden Daniels that we're seeing this entire season, really, in my opinion, is not the Jaden Daniels that we expected to see because yeah. you know his freshman year he was outstanding, his sophomore year he was outstanding, and now he's kind of hitting a rough patch, and. I almost want to pose this question. When I talked to Sanya or Sanya Tomasevich, uh, the volleyball coach, one of the yeah. things she was telling me about was trusting the process of improving something. And she talked to me a lot about how it got so much uglier through the process, but at the end of three months, she'd improved a lot. So I don't know, maybe there's something he's working on behind the scenes that we don't know about. He's going through his own process of getting it down and it's ugly right now. Um, I have no idea. It's something to touch on, something that's been mentioned a lot, but he, you are right. He doesn't look like he's the same quarterback. Well, Something's going on with him for sure. Look, I think in part he's a little bit – he's struggling a little bit. It might be because of how hot he came off uh, in his freshman year, how good he was that freshman year. Um, the 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 cool and calm and collectiveness he was able to, to consistently use – uh, as a freshman, and that success doesn't stay. And I don't think he's gotten comfortable, but I think that it it it, it hasn't allowed him to become. Uh, it hasn't allowed him to think he had to change anything. And I think defenses are figuring it out. And I think defenses are figuring Herm out as well because the the Sun Devils didn't get a third down conversion until late in the fourth quarter, or with ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter on a third and five. And that is so troubling because. The, a third down, especially a third and manageable, like a third and five, is when you call your best plays. Is when you call the mm-hmm. plays that you know are going to work, or you you run a draw to get a third and even more manageable, or fourth and even more manageable, like a fourth and two. So the fact that they can't capitalize on third and manageables is very concerning, and it has to do with a lot with the play calling. It is. It, it is. Yeah. And we've talked about that one, Zach. It's almost like he gambles with his stuff, like with his his decisions as a play caller. And I felt like he kind of like insinuated that after the UCLA win like you know you win some you lose some when you take this gamble but I wanted yeah. I turned my camera and I had it panned up like this because <laughs> if you look up here and I don't know if you guys can see it I, I can't even point in the right direction because everything's backwards <laughs> but on the screen behind me it has the comparison of the stats side by side and I wanted to show you know Jaden Daniels only ended up passing for 145 yards completed 11 out of 20 had two interceptions two turnovers you look at the penalty yards, it's kind of surprising to look up there and see that USC actually had more penalties than or more penalty yardage than ASU did. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it at least seemed like ASU had more penalty yardage in this game than 48. Um, looking at the passing yards, though, uh, I think that holding Keaton Slovis to 220 passing yards is absolutely phenomenal. Right now, I want to say they're averaging uh, like 315 yards a game. So... That's good. Only his completion percentage is not very good either right now. I mean, 24 for 45. But really, look at the rushing yards. 282 rushing yards tonight, and Rashad White had 202 of them. Yep. So really, we're talking about how much he bailed out Jaden Daniels. I think that's huge. And I had to point that out because it was right for there. Sure. I don't know if you guys could really see it on the screen. Yeah. but 
Yeah. So yeah, ba- yeah. Bailey brings up this point. Uh, at least Deus, you swept the LA teams this season. Herm beat both LA, uh, uh, LA teams in his first year, and then his second year lost both games. Then obviously last year they lost both games. Um, so it's it's, it, it's big to get these two wins, even though it's a hobbled USC team. It does a lot for the confidence of this team um, in general. But I I I I, I want to get this off my chest. I was so fed up at halftime. I, I went upstairs, I sat down, I stared at a wall, and I screamed in my head. I don't know if you guys ever scream in your head, but you don't want to actually scream, so you just yell in your head. Herm Edwards, what is going on up here with timeout and clock management? I, I, I can I can let it slide if you don't want to go for it uh, after – USC misses that 51-yard field goal when there's 20 seconds left, and you're at midfield. I, I can understand I can that. On that. But, but why do you take a timeout and give me hope that you might actually go for it? That stung so much worse that they called a timeout and thought about it. In my situation, wh- wh- what do you have to lose? I mean, yes, you, you can turn the ball over. They have to, they've had turnover problems. I, I, I can kind of get that. But take the shot, man. Go go try to get three. Take advantage yeah. of the, the gamble that USC took by kicking that 51-yard field goal and make them pay. Yeah, I know. And especially when you saw that they had missed the field goal before that. And it was I want to say it was a closer one than where they were at. I, I have to tell you, it's really hard for me to t- determine yardage when I'm sitting down here yeah. because I'm seeing it literally almost at eye level. So it's hard to yeah. see the markings and, like, the hash marks. But, um, you know, it was – I have to say, I don't know if I was as frustrated as you watching from here. Um, I think the vibe in the stadium made it a little bit easier. Last week, I wanted to blow my brains out. So, I mean, huge improvement in terms of that. But um, I don't know. There definitely was was things to be improved on. But maybe it was just my thought process in terms of coming into this game. I really did not expect – much from Arizona State. I really didn't think they were going to show up. Um, I thought, you know, they already got worked. They're going to think, oh, we're pretty much out of everything, every conversation. But I almost feel like all of the outside noise that had to do with uh, Jordan Simone getting fired and, you know, the reasoning behind it that uh, really upset them was kind of the speculation of the whole staff's gone and him talking about Jaden Daniels and how poorly everybody's being coached and they don't realize it. And I think it's uh, funny in a way because it, it's almost what everybody thinks but it doesn't necessarily match what we had been seeing on the field they're they're telling everybody like none of that's confirmed obviously they're not going to say if it is or not but um it, it, the whole thing it's just like i feel like it's all smoke and mirrors so i just felt like there was a lot of bullshit i really didn't expect very much from asu i kind of thought they were going to come out here and look flat to be honest yeah. but when i saw them come out of the tillman tunnel they climbed all around the Tillman statue and you could tell that they were ready for this game I think having it be an LA game a salute to service game on Pat Tillman's birthday I think it just meant a lot to this program for so many reasons that the guys were able to find their own internal way to get themselves fired up and get going and so for sure yeah a lot of what was flat tonight wasn't uh, uh, energy. It wasn't, you know, swag. It wasn't the things that we had been harping on for a while. It was a lot of, it was a lot of other stuff that came back. It was, it yes. was weird play calling. It was inability ball to secure, convert on third down. Ball security, third downs, and, and I mean the the glaring thing is is, is Jaden Daniels. I mean, the, the the thing for me right now is if it were a confidence thing or if it were a play calling thing. You can fix that. He's missing throws that he shouldn't miss. 
And 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 I wonder I, I wonder if that has something to do with I mean, we see a lot more Brian Thompson. They're trying new things. I mean, Brian Thompson was targeted like eight times this game. Yeah, no, he was targeted a lot. And that was the same thing that we saw last week against Washington State. We were really asking, you know, why is he getting so many targets? Why is he playing so much? Like, what is the deal? And it's like, oh, well, he was performing the best at practice. We're going to start whoever's performing the best at practice. But I don't understand because it's like Ricky Pearsall, like, I really expected him to be targeted more, to be honest. Um, I think he stepped up in this game when he was targeted. Uh, I just would have liked to have seen more from him. Now, I also wanted to ask you, because uh, just switching gears a little bit uh, in terms of injuries, there were two of them, and I don't know if we heard anything about that. Henry Haddis had gone down, and yeah. I don't know what happened to him. I saw him on the sidelines riding the bike, but, you know, it's hard because when I'm on the sidelines, there's not necessarily someone I can go talk to and get an update with. They don't like yeah. to, they don't even like to give you updates For at all sure. about what's going on. So, um, I mean, it's not like I was going to track someone down. I didn't know if ESPN possibly knew something and pointed it out, as well as uh, with uh, Soli. Yeah, so Sully went down a couple times. I'm not sure what that was. Haddis walked off time, under his own power. The final time Sully uh, left the field, and I don't think he really came back into the game. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. I haven't seen any injury updates on either of them yet. I'm sure Herm has some stuff that they might be talking about right now. Um, but yeah, he's talking yeah. right now. I can hear him in yeah. the background. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I agree, William. He's short arming everything. You saw him bounce a couple throws. Um, talking about Jay Dunes, obviously didn't look serious. Rolled good, 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 good. All good things. It's scary when a big man goes down on his ankles. It's also scary when you have to watch a U of A football game. And I was forced to do that because I bet the under in that game on the DraftKings Sportsbook. It was at 47 points. It was free money. Who put that there? You have right? literally two teams with no offense. Uh, so, and at yeah. least a defense. Both of them have at least and one 20, solid key to their 25, defense. 25 players out on Cal or 24, whatever it was. Just insane. And it was still – it was still 3-3 three, three with, like, two minutes left in the fourth quarter with Cal's fourth-string quarterback. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, so I hammered the under at the start of the game at 47, and then I got it live at 37 in the second quarter, and then I got it live again in the in the third quarter at, like, 25 or something. And then in the fourth quarter with six minutes to go, I live bet the under at 13 or 14 and a half, and it hit. And they made me a lot of money today on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So if you want to live bet U of A to not score points, you can live bet their team totals. You can live bet a lot of things on that app. It's a fantastic app. It's safe. It's secure. It's reliable. It's it's the official betting par partner of the NFL. So right now, if you sign up using that promo code PHNX, you can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game tomorrow, maybe even next week. Um, and if they do, you get $200 in free bets if they win that game. Um, it's super easy. It's, it's, it's fun, as I say. Easiest money. Yes, it is. That's 21-plus Arizona-only gambling problem called 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Brett? So I want to touch on something <laughs> Bailey just said. Uh, he said, you know, uh, PHNX had all winning reaction streams today. I don't know if we've ever had that. Which is actually no, it's a first. Cool because it's the first. Coyotes actually won. And they put up, they won 5-4, I believe. For, for them to put up five goals, they only put up like one goal the entire season earlier in the week. So yeah. huge improvement for them. Their fans have to be excited, I'm sure. Suns had a win. Devils had a win. That team down south had a win. 
I mean, I don't know what more you can really ask for. Yeah, the, the sun, the, tomorrow and you just want them yep. to get a win. That's the biggest thing. The Suns had a great win followed by Devin Booker's uh, huge uh, 38-point night. And in honor of that, PHNX has dropped a T-shirt. Um, if you want to see what that looks like, head over to the PHNX underscore sports Twitter um, or PHNX underscore Suns Twitter. Um, he, he's driving away toward the sunset um, in, in one of his old cars with his dog. Uh, it's so fire. Um, so go check that Wait, out. Did if you, you say want with a dog? Yeah, with his dog in his car. I got to buy it. It's sold. so sick. Yeah, so if you want it more of that. It already sounded of, sick, but the dog yeah. sold me 100%. If you want like, more of that type of merch, go to the PHNX Locker at phnxlocker.com or become a member at GoPHNX. Um, you can get an annual membership and you get a free T-shirt if you sign up for an annual membership for just under 60 bucks. It's fantastic. We have a lot of st- good stuff going on. Britt will have a rapid reaction posted live um, on the website uh, here shortly as well. I wouldn't necessarily say shortly. Probably well, when you guys you know wake up I mean. in the morning because yeah. I function like a crackhead. I just use everything at <laughs> night. But, yeah, it'll be up there at some point. Um, so go over there. Check it out. We have a great volleyball story up right now about what they've been able to accomplish. I know I referenced them earlier. But I just feel like um, it's weird because, you know, we talked a little bit about um, – the Herm hire, the Herm fire, all of that relates to Ray Anderson. And unfortunately, as an athletic director, you're always going to be judged on your hires and fires for your two revenue generating sports, and that's football and basketball. And Bobby Hurley's been great, but Herm Edwards, the experiment is still kind of up in the air. The thing I want to touch on, though, is his Olympic sports hires have all been so good that it's it's really almost inspiring when you look at it um i was on a swim today too so we're gonna have a story coming up on that um but yeah i mean if you're looking for something else that it, maybe you're feeling a little frustrated with sun double athletics want to read something that makes your spirits feel good <laughs> there you go well yeah and we got basketball season coming up soon i got high hopes for them Ooh, uh, I'm so but, excited. yeah i'm stoked too we'll have a we'll have a, a great... double header on tuesday yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have a, a banger of a show schedule that we'll talk to you guys at the end of the show. But for now, looking forward at this schedule, obviously, um, next oh, week Lordy. at Washington ah, and then at Oregon look. State and then at home against U of A. Obviously, la- did Washington yeah. win? Did Washington win against Oregon? My service was so crazy no. here. So many people. Oh, I Oregon walked in and they game. were up, so I wasn't sure. But, you know, I picked Washington as my dark horse of the week in terms of, like, there being an upset. Hey, also want to point out, because I totally forgot until right now, DraftKings' cheese pick of the week was Arizona State. So, hey, the cheese pick, right? <laughs> that's super exciting. We um, love when the cheese pick's right. Yeah, so I wasn't sure about that, but I, I, it, it's concerning, um, but kind of not concerning, because I think this Oregon team is just super banged up. I think they're a little overrated. Um, and not to take anything away from them, I think they're – still the best team that is in the the conference along with utah but at this point i don't think that they deserve to be ranked as high as they are ranked so that's yeah. why i'm saying that they're overrated but i disagree um, i disagree i i think i, th- I think they're I, I understand the conversation um not cincinnati though cincinnati you have to play a real team you barely got past tulsa yeah. today so don't even talk to me about that ohio state will probably be before alabama barely squeaked away a win um today against lsu um and then michigan state obviously fell and they were number three. So I, I would assume Oregon does sneak into that number three spot. Um, but let's talk the Sun Devils and how what this program or what, what this team is going to feel like for this next couple of weeks. Because obviously last week, everything felt like it was in doubt. I mean, I, I, the, after the bye week, they come out flat. Um, Antonio Pierce stuff. Y- you just really don't know what's going on. And then 
the first half, it kind of felt like the same way, but it gives you a little bit of encouragement. So as I said, at Washington next week, then at Oregon State, then at, uh, then at home against Arizona. Britt, what, what are you expecting from the Sun Devils team, not just next week, but for these next three weeks? What do you think these next three weeks are going to look like? I actually have, like, I'm speechless, to be 100% honest with you. I have no idea. I can tell you what I'm concerned about. Um, I am definitely 100% concerned about ball security going up to Washington. I know it's projected to rain in the forecast. Um, I know Daypop, who actually, why do I, I should just bring this up now. Our man on the street question for next week is going to be, what game are you more concerned about, Washington or Oregon State? Daypop, who has been to pretty much every Pac-12 stadium uh, that we have following the Devils, uh, doesn't have the greatest road record. And he's like, well, I'm also going, so – Another reason to be concerned. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's just a couple reasons. I'm almost not as concerned about Washington State as I am Corvallis. Corvallis is literally the hardest place to play. And Oregon State is playing great right now. It's going to be cold, you know. And I think a lot of fans, besides just myself, because I know I reference this like once a week, have severe nightmares and flashbacks and, like, trauma <laughs> that burns their soul from the 2014 game in Corvallis. That was just literally, I think I, I actually think I've been, that, that will hurt me worse than like getting dumped by like certain people, to be honest. Like, I think that broke my heart worse. (laughs) Bailey makes a really strong point. ASU would be much in much better shape if they won one of the three games they lost. Oh, well, yeah. um, The record would be better if they won a game. That they lost, Bailey. No, I'm not. I'm Joe. You're right. The one of the, the and there, there were all games that that should have been won. I mean, frankly, that the, they were better than all of these teams talent wise, and they just didn't come out and play. But the good news is, this ASU team. Well, it's good and bad news because they're giving the Sun Devils fans hope because they don't control their own destiny, but it sure as hell feels like it. Because I mean, Utah gets a free win next week as they play U of A, but then they have Oregon at home. Um, I don't know what Oregon's going to look like uh, in two weeks, but that is going to be a huge game. And obviously if they drop that game, ASU would jump them if they continue to win because of the total win loss um, overall. So they still have a chance to, to win the that. Pac-12 South. <laughs> yeah, go so for it. So actually that, that game, so Oregon's defense is really not that strong. Um, they're about mid-level. We know that they're out a running back right now. Um, is it a running back or a receiver? CJ Riddell. I don't know. Yeah. 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 Running back. So, I mean, that's, a, they're obviously not going to try to run the ball as much. Anyways, you're down your strongest man in that position. You know, Utah has a strong run defense. I really see them like, they're just going to attack the air. And I think that it's going to work out fine for Oregon in terms of that. I don't think that they're going to go there and have the same issues Arizona state did where they just like shit the bed in the second half. I don't, I think it, that they're a more experienced team. And I think even if they get down, um, I think Arizona State was able to expose Utah's pass defense, but... Well, Britt, I, I have bad news for you. Uh, they might be down C.J. Verdell, but their their replacement um, running back ran for 211 yards today. Oh, okay. Um, tra- well, then, Travis yeah, I'm Guy. wrong. <laughs> uh, well, you're not wrong. You're right about C.J. Verdell not playing, but there's talent, and a lot of that has well, to do with the really good offensive line that Oregon always has. Also, Washington doesn't have the greatest defense. Okay, that's not true. Their pass defense is number one in the FBS. But their rush defense is not the greatest. So to hear that he put up that many yards against Washington, I'm not necessarily surprised. They probably will then try to attack the run game a little bit more than I thought. But um, I really think that they're mostly going to try to game plan and rely around passing the ball. 
but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're going to try and shock everybody in game plan for running the ball. Like ASU tried to shock everyone and then just ended up running into a brick wall and bouncing mm-hmm. off and falling on their butt. So I don't know. Well, um, William, they actually, uh, Utah's five and one in conference play. So um, if they did lose and the ASU continued to win, um, they would both be six and two in conference play. I tied at the same point and the overall record um, would go to ASU. Um, you want to know what else is a big matchup next week? Because we were talking about Oregon having a, or Utah having a free game. But Oregon next week actually plays Washington State. And Washington State is only a half game behind them right now. Um, and so I'm sure that after this game, because they had a bye, they'll be a little bit more behind. But I want to say I, I had read that that game could determine who wins the Pac-12 North. Yeah, it, I mean it's it's, it's going to be it's going to be a battle. I mean it's always as it's cannibalization. Um, yeah, so Willie, the, the, this well, was the thing that I was looking at. Um, they last week I thought that as well, but I think it goes straight to head to head rather than, uh, or it goes straight to conference play rather than head to head. I might be wrong on that, so we'll double check and get that to you. But I'm pretty sure that uh, they would jump them because of the overall record, and then I think it goes to head to head after the overall record. But I'll, I'll double check that right uh, I, I'm now. I'm not hundred percent sure. I'll double either, check it but, right now. But yeah, you know, um, overall, I think going into the next game, ball security is gonna be a huge thing. They're gonna really have to they cannot beat themselves. They're again, I mean, the penalties weren't bad, but it's still something that I feel like we have to harp on considering it's happened so many times. The game against Washington State last week, they did not beat themselves. They well, they did because they didn't show up and play. But I mean, defense only can play for so long before they're going to get tired out and be like, "Man, we're done. Like we got nothing left in the tank." Because offense isn't giving them any break. So it is straight to head to head, I believe. So William, you're right. I apologize. Um, yeah. So you know, it. I don't even. I lost my train of thought. No, you're good. Yeah, um, the the landscape of this team is going to be forever changing. Uh, it, it always is, uh, especially this year. You really just don't know what you're going to get night in and night out. It doesn't matter if uh, certain players aren't playing. It doesn't matter if you're playing Washington State, a team that you should be by 17 points. Um, you you really just don't know. And, yes, Bailey, two turnovers are an issue still. Uh, it, it's concerning when Jaden Daniels is yeah. not only underthrowing people but um, throwing the ball behind people, uh, flying balls over people's heads. And uh, well, Rashad White's getting the ball least, punched out. Yeah. Go at least it. with turnovers, I feel like there haven't – there weren't – it was better with fumbles this week. Interceptions, still no. Um, I think that this is a huge sign. I mean, like we talked about last week, Jane Daniels, uh, the most interceptions he had in his career were like three coming into this season and then or four interceptions over his whole career. And then he had like three against BYU. He had two last week. I thought it was three, but one of them they ended up ruling a fumble, I believe. Um, he just isn't playing good. But at least the guys did a better job at holding on to the ball this week Something I'm definitely going to be looking at at practice, though, is how much they work on ball security with the running backs and the receivers. I was talking um, – I don't know if I, it was when I had you on the show or if it was when I was doing the show with Derek in terms of what we talked about, what we saw at practice. But they had the lacrosse sticks, and they were out there trying to punch the ball out as the guys were running through. And so I think that that's going to be absolutely huge when they go. Because I can't tell you how – like the 2019 game against Oregon State, you know Benjamin fumbled at like the two-yard mm-hmm. line right when Asa was about to score, and that ended up costing them the game. It was like 35-36, I want to say. It was like the final score or something. And it also came down to not kicking the field goal. There was a bunch of stupid shit. It also had to do with Herm Edwards' decisions. Um, and clock management came down to it, too. So these are all themes of things that we hit on today that were an issue two years ago. And now we're going back to the same place where it's super hard to play. Everyone already has nightmares. I don't necessarily have the greatest feeling, but 
Okay, yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right back to this well real fast. I'm going to read this verbatim from the Pac-12 website. The winner of each division will be determined by the record in all games played, both divisional and cross-divisional within oh, the conference in the event of a tie. Um, Pac-12 championship, head-to-head competition between the two teams. So William was right. I just wanted to get that officially out there. Um, uh, so who just won it? 34, 35. Yeah, so it, uh, there, there's not a lot of hope. Um, for this ASU team, all, all, all that all that's in hope is that it, this program can get its head on straight for for next year. Um, if if they aren't able to produce this year, because it, it it hurts to watch the talent of this team slip away, and as we talked about the recruitment being um, in question, uh, it's 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 just a little worrisome. I mean, at this point in the season, you really have to anticipate that they're probably only going to take, I would say they're probably going to look to take between seven to 10 kids from high school and the rest are probably going to be Juco kids or transfer portal kids to be hundred percent honest. And that's really going to how they're, that's going to be how they fill a majority of their class. Mm -hmm. The early signing period has made things really weird um, in terms of how things work the transfer portal as well. You know, the whole college football landscape has changed so much in the last couple of years, especially. So, um, yeah, it, it doesn't help with recruits. Uh, you definitely want to be able to go on the road, and if you can get those two big road wins leading into that final game against U of A, I, I mean, honestly, I think if they can win the, the next three, that would just be miraculous. Yeah, I mean, but I doubt <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen. I yeah. mean, the fact that I'm I'm saying it, and I'm, like, laughing internally because I'm like, you idiot, you're just setting yourself up to be so pissed. Yep, 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 yep. Um, all right. Well, anything else before we get out of here, um, Britt? Well, ASU football was able to beat the Trojans. Unfortunately, swim. So, okay, they almost won. They technically won, but they technically didn't. And it sounds weird for me to say that, but like the swimming portion, ASU beat USC. But because they judge it combined and ASU has no male divers right now, they, um, they had to forfeit the 16 points that you would get from first, second, and third place. USC got all of them. So that allowed them to have the extra, I wanted to say they won by like three points, mm-hmm. five points um, to win the overall meet. At first they had said on the loudspeaker in the PA system that it was going to come down to the relay. And I have to tell you, Grant House, who was on the show yesterday when uh, Derek was on with me, absolutely killed it for the relay team, really put them up there, put them in there. And uh, that was huge. So we're going to be talking about that. Like I said, we'll have a Sun Devil Swim story coming up soon. We have... Our preview for basketball on Monday. I'm so excited to get that going. A lot to talk about there. Um, And I think also we should talk about how it's a doubleheader Tuesday. Women go right before the men. And then we will Mm -hmm. be going doing our live postgame show from uh, Desert Financial. So a lot of stuff to look forward to. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, oh, also one other thing. Sorry. Be on the lookout. And it will segue right into what what you're going to say. Be on the lookout for some giveaways in the next coming days. Uh, got some exciting things planned. So be on the lookout on social media, Twitter specifically. Uh, let your friends know. If you're watching this, retweet, share it. Uh, yeah, make sure everyone's following. We're the best yeah. out there. Let's. I mean, subjectively, but <laughs> follow Brittany Boyer at B Boyer Seven. Follow me at Shane D. If you can follow um, our PHNX uh, Sun Devils Twitter page at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow PHNX underscore Sports across all social medias, including YouTube. Leave a like on the video. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And yeah, we'll be back on Monday for a live show. If you're into football, tomorrow morning at oh my god, 10 a.m. now instead of nine because daylight savings. Don't forget, people. Um, Wait, does that, is that tomorrow? Yeah. Is that in like three hours? No, yeah. I hate.
this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Even though we don't even change our clocks, it confuses me so much. My, like a bunch of my family lives in New Jersey. I never know what time it is. It gets yeah. confused, and then I, I can't figure it out. I don't know. Um, so yeah, 10 a.m. tomorrow, tailgate show right here on the PHNX underscore sports YouTube channel. PHNX sports. It's, you don't have to say underscore. I mean, you can say underscore. Um, but yeah, follow us across everything. And we'll be back on Monday for our season preview. As Brittany said, it's been a pleasure as always, Britain. We will see you guys on Monday. Peace.